Hey, spooky people. It's me. And me. <laughs> Emily. I'm Marissa. <laughs> and this is episode something. <laughs> we know we're on season two. Yeah, we're somewhere into season two here. So that's all that matters. <laughs> I thought it would be a lot farther before we lost count, but I lost count. Uh, I'm no good at math, so there's no way I'm remembering numbers. It's just counting. <laughs> it's not even math, it's just counting. Uh, yeah, I have bad memory too, so that don't help. <laughs> Uh, we are sitting here in the very classy Unknown Compelling Force studio with three inflatable alien guests. Yeah, what are their names? Uh, well, the big one is named Durrell. He's an inflatable alien wearing an American flag cape. <laughs> uh, the other two little ones are his children because he's a proud father. Mm-hmm. But they don't have names. Oh no, we gotta name them. You know what? We should name them at the end of the episode. True. Yeah. Because what's our episode about? <gasps> Aliens? Aliens. Who could have guessed? Specifically Southwest aliens, am I right? Yeah. Good old Tex-Mex aliens? Yeah. <laughs> this is, is going to be a Yeehaw alien episode. This is going to be, I think, maybe the second most exciting episode for me. I really? Think. Yeah. I already know what your first one is, but... Mothman! <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't going to... Oh, ones that we did already? Yeah. Oh, okay, I was thinking like the, about Of, of episodes stuff. we have so far, I think this is my second favorite really? topic. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I, I'm so excited. You know bitch loves aliens. Oh, we, yeah. I should have worn my little alien hat, my little alien socks. We would have been ready. I'm just so fucking pumped about aliens. That's crazy. I mean, I love aliens. I mean, who doesn't love a good alien? But I, I, I don't know much, as much as you. The whole little, like, green <laughs> men thing, I'm just, I'm so into it. It's so fun. It's so, like, <laughs> spooky, but not, you know? Yeah. It's, it's so, oh. I mean, like, the idea that we're not the only, like, intelligent life. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of scary, but also not really. I don't know if it's scary. I think it's just mathematically almost impossible that we are not the only things in the universe. I mean, we've explored very, very, very little of the cosmos. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you literally just look at the amount of planets out there, mm -hmm. there's gotta be light somewhere. Actually, in college, we had to do a bullet presentation that was five minutes long. The whole point was practicing how to do that kind of presentation. Mm -hmm. So it could be on anything. Mm -hmm. So I did mine on, there are definitely aliens out there, just like <laughs> mathematically. Yeah. Like the billions and billions of planets, mm -hmm. like there's gotta be stuff out there that's not just us. And the universe just keeps expanding. And exactly. There's just so much of it we don't know about. Yeah, new life happening every day. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's intelligent life mm -hmm. or little amoebas floating around or aliens that exist like something super out of our realm of imagination because we cannot experience it fathom can't even it. think of yeah. it yeah we cannot fathom that's a good word <laughs> but yeah so there are definitely aliens out there somewhere but have they visited earth mm, i'd like to think so i would also like to think so <laughs> um and I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. Is there oh, anything definitely. else you want to talk about before we get into it? Um, I don't really have anything, and I'm just really excited to get going. So Yeah, plus, I mean, your topic is very long. so I, I have a very beefy episode. <laughs> I've got a, a lot to say. I, I have so much to say. <laughs> okay, so should we just start right into it then? Yeah, I feel like we should just get right into it. Hell yeah. Emily, what's your topic today? My topic is the Phoenix Lights incident. <gasps> 
which I kind of knew a little bit about. Like, I knew the basics, but yeah. that was pretty much it. I know a lot about the Phoenix Lights. Um, I got very excited in Captain America Civil War when they first introduced Spider-Man and Tony Stark starts talking about the lights over Phoenix, and I was like, really? hey, I know that. That's, that's crazy. Two, that's two of my favorite nerd things combined. Yeah. <laughs> aliens and superheroes. Yeah. That's Basically, hilarious. Sometimes the superheroes are aliens. That's hilarious. That's true. That is true. All, All right. right, girl. What have we got? All right. So, the Phoenix Lights was also known as the Lights Over Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Between 7.30 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. on March 13th, 1997, in Arizona, Nevada, and the Mexican state of Sonora, unidentified flying objects were seen in the skies in two separate events, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I didn't know that. And the first event included a, like, triangular formation of lights that passed through the sky, and it wasn't as well documented as the second incident, so there's really not much on it. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, this happened before this major incident, but it literally just sort of looked like a triangle of lights in the sky, and it just zoomed over. The second incident, which was the one that was more well documented, involved a series of stationary lights that were seen over Phoenix, like more specifically just Phoenix, Mm -hmm. and as the military and government always does, they disregarded you know, what everybody was saying, and they were like, no, this isn't anything extraterrestrial. They instead said that it was a group of flares that were dropped by, like, this special military aircraft. Which is bullshit, because if you see what flares look like and see what those lights look like, they are not the same thing. Yeah, There are a million reasons they are not the same. I feel like, especially uh, with the videos and photos that we've seen of the Phoenix Mm -hmm. lights, like, they do look like stationary, like, yeah. light sources. They don't really, like, have that glow that flares do or Right, or and they don't move sporadically like flares can, and flares can be pushed by the wind. Yeah. And they don't hover in the same mm-hmm. spot for hours on end. Yeah, that so, doesn't make sense. The flares explanation, as with most government and military explanations, blimsy. Mm. Bullshit. At best, yes. Goodbye. <laughs> military, red flag. <laughs> Always. Military involved, red flag. Government, two red flags. Red flag. (laughs) So, yeah, they said it was just um, a flare from an aircraft because there was supposedly some, like, military training exercise that was going on in, like, southwest Arizona. Mm -hmm. But we don't know that's a lie. That's bullshit. And even the governor at the time, uh, the governor of Arizona, his name was Fife Symington, quite a name. (laughs) Fife. He stated that he witnessed the light's in the sky, and he described the event as being otherworldly. Although initially, he did mock people that reported it as a UFO, but I'll tell that little story later. The first event that I talked about, the one that like wasn't really widely reported, of the V-shaped sort of object in the sky, mm-hmm. they said that it sort of traveled along the state of Arizona before disappearing. And to this day, there's no like solid explanation of what that was. You know, even the government... Like, it's obvious they're just bullshitting. And a reporter named Janet Gonzalez stated that a video of the object shows the lights moving as separate forms, not as, like, a singular form. Mm -hmm. And this is an illusion known as uh, illusory movement. Illusory contours, which I assume, I don't know, maybe that's the same thing. It's similar. Yeah, and it can cause, like, the human eye to see unconnected lines Mm -hmm. or dots as, like, forming a single shape. Mm Mm-hmm. So she said that's what this was. And illusory contours are 
quote, visual illusions that evoke the perception of an edge without a luminance or color change across that edge. So I, I think I know what that means. Like, I feel like I've seen, <laughs> I feel like my eyes, like, okay, you know what I thought of right Your away? Your eyes and brain try to fill in so many holes mm-hmm. of things that you're looking at. Especially lights in the dark, it's very easy to think you see something that you mm-hmm. don't necessarily see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, lights that are all moving as one unit look like it's all one, like the contour. It looks like it has an edge when there's no edge. Yeah. Because okay, your yeah. brain just kind of fills that in. Mm-hmm. You know what it reminded me of right away? Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is the same thing. But you know, like, when that thing where, like, oh, stare at this picture of Jesus, yeah. and then you look ne- up and you see Jesus? The negative images, yeah. It's so crazy. I took a whole class on that exact kind of thing, and it's super interesting. That's, yeah, that's, what was it called? Sensation and Perception. I like that. That's interesting. I think we had that class in undergrad, but I was like, no, there's no way I'm taking that. Such a cool class. <laughs> so, like I said, the second event that happened, which was really just over Phoenix, was more widely covered, and mm-hmm. also because this event specifically, there was, like, dozens more separate eyewitnesses than to the first there event. were hundreds yeah. if not thousands mm-hmm. like it was a whole city the whole city saw it mm-hmm. and yeah. plus like the lights were in the sky for a really long time right? they were up there for hours yeah, yeah. even like news footage there's 90s camera news footage <laughs> 90s quality yeah. 90s quality <laughs> news footage of the lights over phoenix so it's not like somebody you know took a shitty cell phone video yeah it was like thousands of people saw it and it was on the news mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. multiple different sources recording the same thing all from different angles mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so that's very compelling i think oh definitely so we're gonna go back to the beginning how it all began hell yeah and at six fifty-five p.m there was a man that reported seeing a ufo in henderson nevada he stated it was V-shaped and about the size of a Boeing 747, which mm-hmm. is a plane. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to look it up. <laughs> what? You don't know I stuff. figured it was a plane, but I wanted to make sure so I could sound smart. <laughs> this plane is, in specifics, is like 250 feet in length, and it has a wingspan of about 224 feet. So I guess that's, I don't know, he just figured that that's what it looked like. And he stated that it emitted a sound that sounded like rushing wind and that it had six lights on the edges of it. And then the next person to report a sighting was actually a former police officer from Paulden, Arizona. And he stated that he was driving and he just saw a bunch of these reddish-orange lights in the sky, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because some people reported seeing, like, these orangish-reddish lights and then other people were like, no, they were white. Yeah. Some saw both. Um, So that's interesting. Yeah. And he said that the object was made up of four lights and that there was a fifth light, like, traveling behind them. I'm not sure if he clarified it looked like one solid form moving. It could have been because of that illusion. Right. Um, and that was that was something that a lot of skeptics pointed to when yeah. they said that, oh, was it one thing or multiple things? Well, different people interpreted that shape differently. Yeah, yeah. What matters is either there were a lot of somethings or there was a very big something. Either way, there was something scary. I, I was going to say, I can't figure out which one would be scarier. A one big something. Giant, I think so, too. Yeah. One fucking huge thing. Yeah, hard pass. Oh, God. It's a no from me. Yeah, no from me, dog. Sorry. And witnesses in Prescott, Arizona, which was about 25 miles away from Paulden, Arizona, they also reported seeing the UFO. And they said it was definitely a solid object because it would block out, you know, parts of the sky Mm -hmm. as it went by. So, you know, you wouldn't see the stars anymore, and then all of a sudden they're back. Right. 
And from 7.30 until about 10.30, dozens of worried people had been contacting the police departments yep. asking for clarity because they're like, um... What's in the sky, bro? Yeah, like, you're the police. You should have answers Are to this. Are we about to die? Yeah, literally. I mean, people were starting to freak out. Yeah. Because I guess also because, it, I mean, it was so huge. You, it, there's it's such a difference when you're looking at the photos and the videos because yeah. that's so obviously not a plane just the yeah. way the lights how big they are and where they are and yeah based on the different angles that you can see it from there was some footage taken from far enough outside the city that you can see it like over the whole mm. city mm-hmm. and it, it's so big mm-hmm. there's nothing that america or any other government that we know of has like that mm. that no. can just hover absolutely not you know Ooh, spooky <laughs> i'm getting chills i love it so people were asking for clarity from the police, and they were like, dude, there's like this huge object in the sky, and it's at least three football fields long. Leave it to Americans to measure it by football fields. I was going to say, for anyone who's not American, <laughs> uh, that's approximately 900 meters, around 1,000 meters probably for y'all. It's big. <laughs> it's big. It's hairy. And it's pink! The Alaskan bullworm! So is Patrick's belly button, but I ain't scared of that neither. <laughs> we could just recite the whole, every fucking episode. Do we make a Spongebob reference every episode? Honestly, <laughs> if not most, yes. I think so. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, what, are you kidding me? Everybody loves Spongebob. <laughs> Doesn't like Spongebob. Red flag. Oh, Red yeah. Flag. Oh, yeah, 100%. Sorry. I derailed again. Pilots in the Phoenix area at the time also notified um, air traffic control and that they were seeing this strange object in the sky, but that it wasn't being picked up on any of their radars. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's a huge red flag. A huge red flag. Because you know it's not anything, at least U.S. Right. Wise. So, right. I mean, that's scary. So because it could be military, fucking Russia. The military <laughs> is always sus about admitting what's actually mm-hmm. going on. So mm-hmm. if it was... A covert operation, it's not like they would put it over one of the biggest cities in the country. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. Stupid. Unless they really are that stupid. Which, you know, some yeah. some people in the government really are. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. A man named Devin Lawrence and his Aunt Jamie were standing out on their porch in Prescott Valley, which is uh, the same area that I've been talking about, mm-hmm. and that's when they saw the lights. They stated that the lights formed a triangular pattern and that all the lights were red except the light at the tip, which was white. Mm. And they stated that the object seemed to be flying really low, and at one point, like, it was flying right over them, but they didn't hear any noises coming from it. Like, it was just silent, which is scary. (laughs) Um, And I know a lot of people told their accounts saying that they could not see stars in between, like, the set of lights, so Mm -hmm. that made them think that it was an object like a solid object mm-hmm. because they could see stars around the outside mm-hmm. but not in between yeah i mean that yeah that but lens. not everyone reported that so which is so interesting how me- so many people saw it so differently it it could be you know i mean in the city how many lights can you really see that's true depending you know, on where they were or how many stars can you really see i mean yeah depending on yeah. where they really were that makes sense like these people i don't know if they were like i think they were probably maybe outside of the city right. when yeah. they saw this. And it makes sense if small details like that vary person to person because some people are going to look for that and mm-hmm. notice that detail and other people mm-hmm. won't. And plus, I mean, if we just talk about the differences in, in eyesight that each person has. Yeah, that's like, true. I have really bad eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blind as shit. So I probably wouldn't have noticed that. <laughs> in Phoenix, uh, there was a family that witnessed the lights as they were just above Prescott Valley and this was about 65 miles away from Phoenix. So while these people on that porch were seeing this object in Prescott Valley, mm-hmm. a family in Phoenix was also seeing it 
from really pretty far away. And they said that the lights on the object appeared as five separate lights okay. in like an arc shape. But I, I mean, I do think that the shape differs because it was really far away. Yeah. Um, and they watched as the lights appeared to be coming closer to them. And as it did, like the distance between the lights increased, which really showed to them how big this thing was. Mm-hmm. And as it got closer, the family said it looked to be in the shape of a carpenter square, which is, okay. for people who don't know, that's just like the... It's just a right triangle. Yeah. They said the object had one light on the front of it and then two on each side. So that's, I mean, that's kind of what everybody's saying at this I, point. I think it's, I just want to interject quickly here and say, I think it's interesting that a lot of the early reports of UFOs and then also a lot of really big cases like this one, like with Phoenix is that they report it to be in that kind of right triangle or crescent shape. Mm -hmm. Because we talked about how the first flying saucer, where it got the name flying saucer, people assumed that meant it was round, but it was actually Mm -hmm. crescent shaped. Mm -hmm. It was the way that it moved that made him call it a saucer. So Mm. I think that this, if anything, corroborates stories from 50 years before. Oh, yeah. Which I think is super interesting. Yeah, I think when we think about UFOs, we always just figure they're the circular-looking things yeah, that we see we, in we movies and stuff. we have almost no reason to think that. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe a triangle shape is more aerodynamically... Absolutely. ...cool, like, works better. I mm. don't know. <laughs> I mean, airplanes are sort of that general Very shape. true. The, like... And jets and The shit. wings are kind of at a angle yeah so the family that saw this ufo come from the prescott valley area and come towards them said that at one point it was right over them and they believed it was really only about 100 to 150 feet in the air wow which is not high at all yeah and it's not normal for any sort of spacecraft or aircraft because i mean they go to like 5,000 feet right yeah they go really high up there so to be over like such a domesticated area yeah you know like if you're going that low it's got to be intentional yeah you know unless you're about to fucking crash yeah and there were no crashes reported so yeah um yeah and unless they were like right next to a fucking runway or something you know yeah which i think they'd know if they were (laughs) (laughs) and a truck driver in phoenix his name was bill greener love this guy (laughs) (laughs) so he stated quote i'll never be the same Before this, if anybody had told me that they saw a UFO, I would have said, yeah, and I believe in the tooth fairy. (laughs) Love this guy. (laughs) And now I've got a whole new view, and I may just be a dumb truck driver, (laughs) but I've seen something that don't belong here, end quote. I love it. (laughs) That's one of my favorite UFO quotes of all time. This man knows how people are going to perceive his his statement. (laughs) Which I feel so bad. Don't think of yourself like that, Bill. First of all, Bill, you're fantastic second of all i believe you me too he said that the lights hovered over the area for like at least two hours so this thing was Uh, in the sky for quite a long a long time yeah and i would assume that's why so many people were able to document it Mm -hmm. so during this whole phoenix lights event many photos and videos were taken like i've mentioned and they show the series of lights appearing in the sky and staying illuminated for a really long time before they actually disappeared Some UFO advocates say that the images taken of the event show that the craft could be as large as one mile in diameter. Yeah, I've heard that. That's scary. (laughs) Based on, like I said, all the different angles. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's this UFO advocate, his name is Jim Dilatoso, and he said that he performed spectral analysis on the photos. He kind of got a lot of backlash for this, and I'll tell you why. 
Spectral analysis, or spectroscopy, is the study of the interaction between matter and electromagnetic radiation as a function of the wavelength and frequency of radiation. In layman's terms, it means that it is the study of color as generalized from visible lights to all bands of the electromagnetic spectrum. Oh, okay. Um, that didn't help me. So that, um, I think what they're getting at is based on one point of light or color, you can kind of determine the other color shades around it in that lighting. Okay. I'm, is what it sounds like. Well, all I think about is the Dark Side of the Moon cover by Pink Dark Floyd's Dark Side that. of, oh, not from Mulan? It's crazy. So I think what he's getting at is, I mean, I don't know the rest of what he's going to say, but it sounds like he was trying to base, like, the visual and the color of the craft mm-hmm. and the area based on whatever light was available. Mm-hmm. So he could draw, like, a better picture of mm-hmm. what was there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I he, could be wrong. Just, I could be very wrong, but that's what I mean, this like dude me. couldn't be wrong. So, and you'll but, hear why, so. Well, it's the internet, so. <laughs> He stated that the the photos proved that the lights couldn't be made by a man-made source, and he said that he used a software called Image Pro Plus to determine the amounts of red, green, and blue in the photographs, and then he constructed histograms of the date, which he then compared to photographs that are of actual flares. Okay. So that kind of makes sense, but several people pointed out that it's impossible to determine the spectral signature of a light source based solely on photos or videos yeah that's fair because electronics alter the spectral signature of light sources by like shifting the hues yep. and that makes sense yeah even between different cameras the yeah. color is going to look different yeah so, yeah that's it, a good point i think that also goes for like the human eye too because yeah. we all see shades differently yeah it's also known that photographing equipment eliminates light outside the visible spectrum, so like infrared, mm-hmm. ultraviolet, and these are needed to perform spectral analysis. Okay. So, I mean, these people just obliterated his argument, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I see what he was going for. I see what he was trying to do. Yeah. I get he just was not operating with enough information to do it properly. Or even the right software, because right. the producer of... The Image Pro Plus software, he stated that that software cannot perform spectrotopic analysis. So, Fair. All right. Well, he tried. <laughs> he tried, and I'm sure it took a long time. He gave it his best shot. <laughs> Sometimes you come up short, man. That's okay. All you can do is try. <laughs> so, like I said in the beginning, this event was dismissed by the government and the military as a slow-falling, long-burning flare by the Air Force who were doing some sort of training in western Pima County. And they stated that the illumination would be visible from Phoenix and that it looked like it was hovering because the rising heat from the flares created a balloon effect on the parachutes okay. uh, that slowed the descent of the flare. No. I still don't. That still doesn't convince me. Yep. At all. Nope. Absolutely not, <laughs> not at, at all. all. <laughs> Again, it's just such a flimsy explanation yeah. for something that so, 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 so many people saw. Yeah. It just doesn't. Especially the videos showing the path that this thing took yeah it just doesn't make sense and especially since the military loves nothing more than changing their story so yeah which brings us to uh the next topic i wanted to mention was hell yeah the u.s finally confirming (gasps) well i mean they alluded to the possibility i guess of ufos but they did say that they're gonna start studying it again yeah which is great and this sort of happened they've been on and off i feel like every time we're not like in the throes of war they're like you know what time it is 
alien time. <laughs> we got nothing better to do. And then a war pops up. They're like, okay, put the put the UFOs on the back burner. We gotta go kill some people. We, ne- we need to go kill a lot of civilians no in another country. But we'll be back in a few years. Don't go anywhere, alien dudes. That's literally them. Don't go anywhere, spaceman. <laughs> so in April of 2020, the Pentagon had released three videos that were taken in 2004 and 2015 from military pilots. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, I'm sure everybody's seen these videos because... Yeah the tic-tac yeah i mean because like you could the audio was also released of you know the pilots seeing Freaking these things out. and being like oh my god like, the Yo, fuck bro, is that? do you see that and, and like, like it's it sounds so genuine oh my god yeah like those are definitely like modern military bros oh yeah just shooting the shit and they're like oh my god dude what the fuck is that so, like, Yo, is that a ufo probably <laughs> okay <laughs> Like, we were just talking about the pilots can be heard in the audio just sounding completely amazed, but also confused as to what they were seeing. They just yeah. couldn't figure out what the fuck it was that yeah. they were looking at. And the videos show an object just absolutely racing through the sky, and it was rotating against the wind. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like it was just defying all laws of physics. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely insane. And that's the case in a lot of UFO sightings, is that people go from thinking, oh no, foreign government aircraft, mm-hmm. to oh my god, aliens, because things on Earth don't move that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And because of videos like this from military planes, um, there was a report that came out from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, and they came out with a statement that said they sort of investigated uh, 144 cases Mm -hmm. of reported UFOs. Mm -hmm. They stated that 143 of 144 of those cases of UFOs could not be explained. That was kind of the same for Project Blue Book, too. Remember when we talked about that? And I forget how many within a year. I I believe, off the top of my head, it was in, like, the 700s. Maybe, yeah. I mean, or, it was a or lot. there was, was something about reports. And then... Only, like, except, 200 were, like, founded or yeah, something? Yeah, there were... A, a majority of them could be mostly explained, but very few of them could be fully explained. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the only one that they managed to completely identify and explain was just this big deflated balloon. (laughs) (laughs) And all the other ones, 143 of them, they just could not 100% identify or explain. That's nuts. Yeah, that's fucked up. So while the report does not mention specifically aliens and it doesn't even really hint at aliens, it does make it clear that there's something going on that the government cannot explain. Yep. So, there's that. And even, how many projects have they dedicated to trying to explain? Exactly. And they can't? Exactly. And in August of this year, the Department of Defense established the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force to investigate and gain insight into the nature and origins of the UFOs. The video taken in 2004 and the two taken in 2015 by military pilots remain characterized as unidentified according to the Pentagon. Hell yeah. And just a reminder, we haven't had a UFO program since Project Blue Book. PBB! Which ended in 1969. So it's been a while. It was the summer of 69. And because the government is finally sort of acknowledging the possibility of something we cannot explain, more people are coming forward with their claims. Mm-hmm. And there was a doctor, named Dr. Lynn Kitai, 
She had watched the Phoenix Lights and photographed them, but she didn't tell anyone for years because she didn't want to be called crazy, and she's a doctor, so obviously she didn't yep. want to be called crazy. Yeah, we talked about that with the Skunk Cave episode. Yep, yep. And she stated that she came forward because, quote, now that the military and the government have actually come forward to say, yes, we are studying in the Pentagon. So, in 2017, actor Kurt Russell, he actually stated that he was one of the pilots that had... Kurt Russell? Yeah. Like, the Kurt Russell? Yeah. The what? fucking actor, yeah. What? Yeah. So he said, and it was really weird because it was like in this interview, it was very like impromptu. He was just like, yeah, I was, I was one of the pilots that had called in and was like, yo, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> what a full life he's lived. I know, it's so crazy. He said, I mean, this just shows how rich he is. Um, he, he said, quote, I was flying my son Oliver to go see his girlfriend. And we were on approach. I saw six lights over the airport in absolute uniform in a V-shape. And Oliver said to me, I was just looking at him. I was coming in. We're maybe a half a mile out. And Oliver said, huh, what are those lights? Then I kind of said, I don't know. I'm Kurt Russell. (laughs) (laughs) The only movie that I, I mean, no, the movie I think of the most is Captain Ron because my mom loved that movie. And I liked that movie because I just thought it was funny. My mom also loved that movie. Of course. We're, they're the same. <laughs> That's Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you uncultured true. swine. Yeah. No. That's, That's Star-Lord's dad. <laughs> um, and he, was, he said, quote, Then I kind of came out of my reverie and I said, I don't know what they are. He said, are we okay here? And I said, yeah, I'm just going to call it in and report it. So, yeah. My man's literally saw the Phoenix Lights and then just randomly talked about it in 2017. That's nuts. <laughs> and then he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 hanging out with other aliens, and he was like, hey, I've seen you before. Everything comes full circle. It's all back to aliens in the end. You know, that's, yeah. That's crazy. I can't believe I've never heard that before. I know. Isn't that so weird? Yeah, I love I that. I was like, wait, because it said, like, oh, Kurt Russell claims he saw it. I'm like, wait, no, no, no. Like, the Kurt Russell? The Kurt like, Russell? what, are you fucking kidding me? So, to end this this whole, whole situation, um, I just wanted to tell a little bit of a funny story about my guy, Fife, that we sort of kind of mentioned earlier. Ooh, I think I know the, the story. The former governor of Arizona? Nevada. Arizona, I mean. Arizona, Arkansas? I was like, wait, Phoenix, Nevada? What? <laughs> so, as this... The Phoenix Light, as it was happening, and the former governor, Fife, he was in office, he held a news conference, and he was like, all right, you know what? We did. We did capture an alien. And then he brought out his chief of staff, who was (laughs) dressed in an alien costume with, like, the oversized head and eyes. Yeah. And he was like, this just goes to show that you guys are entirely too serious. And then years later, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw it. Yep. That's this, such bullshit. It's so crazy. There are so many, like, military and government officials that'll be like, you guys are so stupid. Like, I hope you feel bad about yeah. yourselves. And then years later, they're like, yeah, no, I saw it too, but I didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't want anyone to bully me. I'm like, bro, you were the bully. Yeah, literally, this guy was just like, oh, I didn't say anything because I really didn't want people to start going crazy. I'm like, my guy, you know how many people were calling the police already? Like, yeah. everyone's already going crazy. Exactly. And you saying, oh, it's nothing is only going to make people more angry. Yeah, and, like, even going to the extent of, like, being like, hey, bro, dress up. This is going to be hilarious. Yeah. Like, that's really fucked up because people are, like, v- like very severely nervous about what's going on. And yeah. you're just going to – you're in charge, right? You're, like, the governor, and you're going to be, like, 
I remember a joke's on you, bitch. There was somebody, it, it must not have been a governor, maybe a senator, or someone in that area, like a, you know, political official in that mm-hmm. area, asked, like, higher up government and was like, hey, are we going to look into this? Because he didn't know if it was another fucking country aircraft, someone mm-hmm. spying on us, or if it was our own yeah military that he didn't know about but he asked like hey are we gonna look into this and everybody just laughed at him and he's like yo aliens or not are we gonna figure out what that was jesus yeah i remember that was super weird that's i mean that kind of to me signals like oh we already know what it is and we're gonna make you feel dumb for thinking about it so you won't ask anymore yeah so i don't know that's sort of kind of all the information i could really get out of this event um yeah honestly i was having a lot of trouble finding like significant amounts of information there's it's one of those cases that there's so much information but it's so much to sift through and to find like credible information yeah i was gonna say like i i don't know i mean i went through a lot more sifted through a lot more than i usually do and it was just kind of like oh yeah this happened this is you know each source was like this is what happened and it's like each source loves regurgitating the same like four sentences yeah yeah i get that but i think that was super fun i just love that kurt russell saw it while he was actually flying a plane that's fucking hilarious i love bill the truck driver i do love that guy too he's gonna call himself dumb bro you're not dumb no just because you're a truck driver you think you're dumb yeah no that's fucked up that's not good bill Come on, we gotta raise that confidence. We really always find the absolute gems of humanity in doing research for these topics. Yeah, I mean, I feel like just because of the topics that we're looking into, like, you find some great fucking people. You find the best people. Like, one day, I swear, we're gonna talk about my guy. I forget his name. The guy who paints himself fucking alien? Yes, he's an artist from New Jersey. He's, like, fucking 80-something years old now, and... He paints his experiences with aliens. That's all I'm going to say. I love it. It's that guy sounds crazy. great. It's, I mean, he's a cool dude. I really wish... I don't know. I think he's still alive. But I wish that I could meet him. He's next, in New Jersey. So. Next alien episode, let's talk about him and I'll do Trevor Wallace. Yeah. Let's do it. That's the plan. Alrighty. In the meantime, <laughs> it's time for Dad Joke Intermission. Yeah. Wow, that was so good. No. <laughs> Um, okay, I want to go right off the bat because I have an excellent joke brought straight to you by one of my kindergartners. Oh, this is going to be A+. plus. It is. Ready? Mm-hmm. Why did the monkey go to jail? Why? He had turned to a life of climb. Aww. That's so cute. <laughs> it was so good. That's really good. All right, here's one. Okay. Did you hear about the frog who parked illegally? Did he get towed? Yeah, he was towed away. He was towed <laughs> away. I'm good. You are good. You know fucking all these. Okay, I have I have two other good ones, but I am only going to do one. Mm-hmm. So do you want one that's kind of a one-liner or one that's a, a joke joke? Maybe a one-liner because I don't think you've done a one-liner Okay. yet. I've done a few. All right. I saw a child climbing down the prison wall in his jumpsuit, and I thought, hey, that's a little condescending. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, that took me a while. Okay, that those jokes always take me a while. Shout out that's to so my funny. 10-year-old nephew for that one. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's a great one. <laughs> that's a good one. Thanks, I Dad. love it. <laughs> I have a really cute one. Okay. Um, 
What did the buffalo say to his son? Bye, son. Yeah. Isn't that so cute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, now that we have concluded our dad joke intermission, it's time for <laughs> my story. Oh, I am excited. I'm so excited. I know. I know you are. You can't stop it, talking about it. It is a beefy one. Okay. <laughs> I've got like 11 pages of content here, so I'm just going to try to get through it as That's fast crazy. as I can. Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. So I'm just going to try to get through it without distractions, but you know how I be. There do be a lot of side tangents. It's what I do. And I didn't know there was, you know, quite this much information. This is not even all of it. This is, I had to really scale myself back. It's not so cut and dry as I thought. No. That's crazy. Of course not. I mean, it does have to do with aliens, so I guess that makes sense. Absolutely. And the government. So So here we fucking go. Are you ready? I'm so ready. One of my favorite cases of all time. Which is? Well, let me set the scene for you. Oh, okay. Yes. Love this. Picture it. Mm Mm-hmm. America in the late 1940s gross we've just yep (laughs) we've just finished world war ii and the world is recovering it's the very beginning of the cold war and people are a little bit tense Mm -hmm. it's also the time of a sudden boom in ufo sightings interesting for example the famous case of kenneth arnold seeing the nine objects flying across the sky flying like a saucer across water oh where we get the flying saucer like we talked about a minute ago uh we talked about that also in our project blue book episode Mm -hmm. so if you guys are interested in that check it out it's a good one oh definitely it sets the stage for a lot of good alien shit oh yeah that was a good choice so you can only imagine the hype when an unidentified flying object crash landed on the jb foster ranch in lincoln county 75 miles from Roswell, New Mexico. That's right, son. The famous Roswell UFO crash. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Yes, Beach. So for this, I got uh, my information from an article on space.com. Okay. An article on history.com. Of course. And a New York Times article and filled in some holes with good old BuzzFeed Unsolved. Thank you, Ryan Bergara. Oh, Shane and Ryan. We love you. Honestly, any case that they've covered, if I do all the research and then I, like, watch one of the episodes, it just fills in enough holes that it's super helpful. That's very true. Yeah. So I want to get right into the timeline of what happened and then get into some of, like, the theories and stuff. Mm -hmm. This is very dense, but excitingly dense. Okay. I'm pretty dense. I I was just going to say, I would (laughs) describe myself as excitingly dense. (laughs) Like a golden retriever? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So... In either late June or early July of 1947, rancher William Mac Brazel went out one morning to do some regular farm chores on his J.B. Foster Ranch in Lincoln County mm-hmm. when he found the debris and wreckage from a mysterious object strewn across his property. Okay. He inspected the debris and couldn't figure out what happened or what it was or anything, so he just kind of left it for a while. He picked some of it up, but he didn't really think much of it. Mm-hmm. But eventually, he and his wife and kids collected some of the materials which included, quote, a large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tinfoil, a rather tough paper, and sticks. That quote came from the Roswell Daily Record. Tinfoil? Tinfoil. Mm-hmm. We used to make tinfoil hats, me and my uncles, when we were young, down the shore. I made a tinfoil boat for my hedgehog. I love that. <laughs> it was very cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but da so, at the time, like I said, UFO sightings had really been crapping in around the country. Mm-hmm. So, whether people thought they were aliens or Soviet probes, because, again, this is True. the very beginning of the Cold mm-hmm. War, a lot were being reported to local papers and military bases, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, in just the last half of 1947, there were over 300 official UFO reports. Wow. Yep. Oh, my God. However, 
Razzle had never really heard of a flying saucer because it was kind of a new term, mm-hmm. so he didn't really do much about it right away. Because this was before social media and stuff, so it's not like word would travel super fast if yeah. somebody saw something like that. He had other priorities, like cows, you know. Pigs. So it was unclear when he first found the wreckage and collected the pieces, since he didn't, like, record his discovery or anything. Mm-hmm. But by July 7th, he figured he should turn it over to authorities, since it was weird, yeah. basically. Yeah. So he brought it to Sheriff George Wilcox in Roswell, New Mexico. Wilcox thought it was super weird, and since Roswell Army Airfield was nearby, he assumed it was something of theirs. Mm-hmm. Thus, he passed it along to the commanding officer at the airfield, Colonel William Blanchard. Remember that guy. Okay. Blanchard. There's, I'm going to throw around a lot of names in here. <laughs> I'm not good with names. But it's probably five big names over and over, okay. so if you get confused, just let me know. Okay. I probably I'll, I'll will. do my best to remind you who is who, but mm-hmm. there's like a couple of names that I'll circulate I'll probably forget. Okay. <laughs> So, at this time, it was reported that the conversation about the debris involved a lot of hushed whispers about how they may have finally actually gotten evidence of a flying saucer, and everyone was, like, low-key hyped about it. Damn. So, Blanchard sent agents to collect the rest of the materials, and the lead intelligence officer sent to the scene was Major Jesse A. Marcel, remember him, who supposedly, like, collected boxes of the stuff Mm -hmm. and stopped by his house to show his 11-year-old son, Jesse Jr. That's kind of weird. I mean, if you were a dad and you just collected some weird shit and you, like, your house was on the way home, I'd stop and show my kid. Yeah, but wait, was he an, an official of some sort? Yeah. I don't know, at, that's fucked up. At RAAF, Roswell Army Airfield. I don't know, that's fucked up. I mean, yeah, definitely, like, out it's of protocol. Job. Yeah. Not cool, but whatever. When were... Rules are dumb. When were officials ever following protocol? Truth. <laughs> Honestly, this story is, like... Multiple cases of people telling their kids stuff they shouldn't have told them. That's crazy. Like, kids are listening, bro. Like, do you think they're not going to tell people they're kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, years later, Jesse Jr. actually wrote a book called The Roswell Legacy. So, in the book, he described the metallic parts of, Mm -hmm. you know, the materials that his dad brought home as having weird symbols on them. Mm -hmm. And at first, he thought they were maybe, like, Egyptian hieroglyphs, but he didn't see any animals or, like, object outlines on it, which is, you know, what you would expect if you were looking at... Egyptian hieroglyphs. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he said they also didn't look like mathematic symbols. They were just shapes like circles and pyramids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And some people theorized that it may have been the Cyrillic alphabet, but as an 11-year-old, he would have no clue what that was. I don't even know what that yeah, is. I was going to say, as a 25-year-old, I don't know what that yeah, looks like. Yeah, so chill, boy. Yeah, you don't need fine. to know what it is. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so the next day, RAAF, Roswell Army Airfield, issued a statement from their public information officer, Walter Hott. Remember him. All right. Um, So he was instructed by Blanchard to Mm -hmm. issue this statement that says, quote, The many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligent office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force Roswell Army Airfield was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers in the sheriff's office of Chaves County. Okay. So basically, they publicly told everyone they found the remains of a flying saucer. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, why do you guys think that? (laughs) <laughs> i never said that u.s military gaslight king oh definitely red flags everywhere <laughs> because the following day they immediately took it back and claimed that the wreckage found was actually a downed weather balloon that's crazy yep so they even had a little press conference where they had marcel pose for pictures with some of the materials they recovered for quote proof <laughs> in Ramy's office that's like crazy lol okay honey which <laughs> I'll talk more about that later, too. Just keep it in mind. 
So, of course, UFO believers and researchers did not believe this story mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. Mostly that the military is, like, mad sketchy and always lying. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of fair, though, because, like, mostly it's a matter of national security. Like, if they're up to something secretive right at the beginning of the Cold War, mm-hmm. of course, they don't want to announce it to yeah. everybody. Yeah, And if it is aliens, they're trying to keep us from having a countrywide meltdown over extraterrestrial life. Like, But, I mean, they're already having a meltdown. The war just ended. Yeah, exactly. World and now war we're in a Cold just War. just ended. Let the people rest. And now Russia wants to fucking murder us, you know? It's been that way for so long, though. Like, <laughs> it still do be that way, probably. It, it's kind of still that way. <laughs> but the main reason that people didn't believe it wasn't even because they changed their story, but because there were so many eyewitnesses that gave accounts that did not match up with mm-hmm. a weather balloon. Mm-hmm. Like, start to finish, like, from the rancher who found it to, you know, the higher-ranking military officials mm-hmm. who looked at this... Over 600 witnesses in total handled this or were part of it at some point. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people saw similar things that are not explained by a weather balloon mm-hmm. and not explained by any of the other reasons that they gave. And a lot of it's just much weirder than they let on. Yeah. So, for example, one of the nurses working for the airfield claimed that she definitely saw three alien bodies come from the wreckage. Wow. And there were other credible witnesses, including firefighters that were on the scene, and even those higher-ranking military mm-hmm. officials that claimed that they saw bodies, like mm-hmm. alien bodies in the wreckage. And mm-hmm. they go into great detail what they looked like, which I will talk about a little bit later. And there's also the case of the materials being super weird, and everyone who came in contact with them said they were not like anything they had ever seen before. I will also talk about that later. <laughs> uh, but basically, it was not a lame-ass weather balloon, and everybody knew it. Yeah. But nevertheless, people sort of moved on from it. It was in the news for a while, and, like, UFO fanatics talked about it as one of the most compelling alien spacecraft stories in U.S. history, Mm -hmm. which it still is. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, Roswell was not the beginning of the UFO hype, but, like, a huge igniter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, But mostly, people just sort of moved on, as you do. Until 1994. When the U.S. Air Force released a report that admitted that the weather balloon story was fake. Okay. Shocking. Mm-hmm. They said that the crash was actually that of an aerial listening device that they were testing at the time as part of Project Mogul, which was active from 1947 to 1949. Okay. So basically, at the time, the Air Force was trying to spy on the Soviet Union and, like, their bomb-creating activities mm-hmm. and made this big device that was, like, basically a bunch of balloons strung together with microphones attached... <laughs> To try and listen for, like, nuclear detonations and try to hear what was going on over there. Um, do they know how far away Russia is? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They just got these big-ass balloons. From Party City, the expensive kind? Yeah, like the dinosaur-shaped ones. With, like, with this actual microphone just dangling from it. They just let it fly over the ocean. Just a bunch of To see if there was a bomb. You know, like, when people send messages in, like, bottles in balloons? Yeah. It's like that. They're, like, trying to see if Russia gets it. Yeah. They're like, Russia, do you want to go to war with us? (laughs) Check yes or no. (laughs) And they they check or. (laughs) Cold War. (laughs) For 50 years. Oh, my God. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, the microphone thing was a little silly, but they worked on it for a long time, and they ended up being able to use, like, seismic data and, like, air quality kind of data that was, like, a lot cheaper and more reliable, but it was the 40s. I guess all they had was microphones. 
So and balloons and balloons. Alrighty. <laughs> so obviously, since this was classified until '94, they couldn't just like outright say what it was when it happened because of national security, because mm-hmm. Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um, and people close to the situation have actually said that the UFO story was probably just like a convenient cover, so they just kind of like leaned into it. Uh, but that doesn't make much fucking sense. Mm. So. I'm actually going to use this as sort of a segue into the theories of what really happened, with the first theory being Project Mulder. So yeah, the UFO story would be kind of silly if they just, like, leaned into that at first. Mm -hmm. Um, Because according to Dennis Schmidt, a UFOologist? Ufologist? Ufologist. I don't know, man. Yeah, UFO used to be said UFO, so it's probably ufologist. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Ufologist, for over 30 years, makes great points about why this... Like, would not make sense. Mm -hmm. Because, first of all, Roswell, New Mexico is only about 200 miles away from where the U.S. government tested the first nuclear bomb. Okay, yeah. And then, actually, the squad that dropped those bombs were the 509th, which was, like, a very elite team, which was selected and trained at the Roswell Army Airfield. In Roswell. look at that? Right. And they were doing all kinds of, like, sussy military activity nearby at other bases. Like, it's not far from Edwards Air Force Base and, like, the Air Force Training and Testing Fields, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Area 51 oh, is in, in the same state, not that far away. Mm. So Schmidt says, if anything, they would want to attract less attention to that area, especially about aliens. Yeah. Because it's already like a hot spot for other governments that know what's going on in that area and also Americans. That do be true, but it's very deserted. So if anything, true. you know, aliens going to be flying over the desert, not fucking New York City. <laughs> but Phoenix. Fuck. <laughs> Maybe they were just stupid. If y'all could see her face right now. (laughs) But, so, I think that's a pretty good point. It's like, I mean, that does make it convenient and make it more believable for people, but also you're not trying to instigate the thought of aliens and weird government activity in an area where there are aliens and weird government activity. That is true. You know? So, not a great idea. Uh, The second problem with Project Mogul comes back to the debris at the crash site. Now, this part's, like, kind of dense. Okay, I'm dense, too. Be- Girl, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's very important, and I think some of the most compelling arguments are about the crash site and the stuff that was found there mm-hmm. and how it was talked about later. Okay. So, one quote said that nearly every member in Blanchard's senior staff suggested that the materials from the crash site were of alien origin at some point. Wow. The only person who did not say that was a guy named Covit. I couldn't get, like, a rank or a first name, but just Covit. Interesting. Um, who claimed that it was because the crash site wasn't big enough to be a UFO. So he said the debris wasn't scattered and, like, the area it covered wasn't big enough to be a flying saucer, but that does not make the argument he thinks it makes. No. Because, A, you don't know a goddamn thing about flying saucers or how big they are. Yeah, they what are the fuck? alien technology from another planet. You have no reason to say what the size should yeah. be. Yeah. Typical man. Oh, typical. <laughs> Absolutely. And B, the devices that Mogul was making for this was over 650 feet long. Okay. So the debris field for a crashed one of those would be pretty fucking big. Yeah. So saying that it wasn't scattered or big enough to be a UFO says it's not big enough to be a Project Mogul balloon either. That's why you can only find his last name. It's because he was such a fucking idiot. They didn't want to give his real name. He was dumb and he should feel bad. He should feel bad. He should feel bad. God, he should feel really no bad. No wonder his name is almost COVID. 
Uh, there's also the descriptions of the materials that people gave. So this came from, you know, the people who first saw it, like Jesse Jr., the kid who saw mm-hmm. it, the rancher, and even, you know, all through the military as it was, like, transported to the military base and various people handled it and studied mm-hmm. it. All around described as being weightless and very smooth, but wildly strong. That's crazy. So they said that some parts were paper thin and just like paper thin tin foil, mm-hmm. but could not be broken or scratched or even burned. And multiple people actually used the point of using a hammer, like a sledgehammer, mm-hmm. to try to dent it or break it, and they couldn't. That's but crazy. But it was paper thin. Oh my god. But they also said that some pieces could be ripped. Okay. So it was like kind of different types of material. Mm-hmm. A Sergeant Earl Buford called it, quote, memory metal. And oh. said that some pieces, like, if you held it in your hand and crunched it up, like, wadded it up like tinfoil, that you could, but then as soon as you opened your hand, it would go back to its shape in, like, two seconds. Mm-hmm. So, memory metal. Like memory foam mattresses. Exactly. Wow. And then Lieutenant Hot, the information officer, okay, mm-hmm. said that when he was taken to look at the object that they mm-hmm. brought back, it was a 12 to 15 foot long windowless craft. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, this is the guy who released the statement of originally saying it was UFO, who was, like, instructed to do so. Okay. Um, but then had to change his mind. He had to um, change his mind. <laughs> had to change his mind. So army scientists tried to reverse engineer the craft, since it was, like, kind of their job to figure out, like, foreign technology mm-hmm. so that they could understand it and use it. But they could not reverse engineer this, could not figure it out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them agreed that it was clearly nothing that came from the Earth. Yeah. Like, it was... Like, nothing anyone had ever seen before. Yeah. Like, nothing anyone has seen since. I was going to say, to this day, I don't think there's any sort of material. Yeah, it's been over 70 years. That's and crazy. And we still have not had anything like that. So, the materials alone had, like, even the people working on it convinced that it was alien and even said so, like, right away in their first report. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of these people were told to shut the fuck up, and for years they had to keep it quiet until, like, they either fucking died or... The military couldn't hurt them anymore. That's so sad. Like, Lieutenant Hot, who gave that statement, actually wrote a letter and had it sealed until he died and not, like, you know, not to be read until mm-hmm. after his death, mm-hmm. admitting that the picture in Raimi's office of the weather balloon materials mm-hmm. was staged and it was wow. fake because they, like, subbed out those materials for weather balloon materials. Wow. But that's not as compelling of a point as it could have been because mm-hmm. they came out and admitted that it was not a weather balloon, it was Project Mogul. Mm-hmm. But at the time of writing it, he still felt it was so important that he had to write it down for people to know after he died and the military couldn't hurt him. That's so sad to think yeah. that people with such pertinent and important information can't come forward because, you know, for fear of their life. Yeah. So that was all... I, I felt very compelling. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? Also... In this report, they fully admitted to bodies being present at the scene of the crash, but said that they were crash test dummies. Okay. So, in a 1997 report, the military released the Roswell Report, case closed, Mm -hmm. in which they explained that there had been, like, parachute testing with crash dummies in that area in the Mm mid-50s as, like, an explanation for the bodies found. There are multiple issues with that, like the fucking timeline. (laughs) Like, the Roswell crash was in the late 40s, and the dummy drops were almost 10 years later. Oh, my God. And their, like, little, like, blow-off explanation was, mm-hmm. oh, well, you guys just got them mixed up in your head. It, it was at different times. Okay, sure, buddy. Gaslight king. Yeah, honestly. U.S. military. Red flags all around. Like, you would think they'd get better at gaslighting, no. but they still suck. Gaslight kings. 
<laughs> but most pressing is the fact that every witness who claimed to see bodies, which again ranged from civilians like nurses and firefighters, all the way up to these high-ranking military officials, all described the bodies in the crash as being like very small, less than four feet tall. Mm-hmm. And the crash dummies that they claimed to have used were in like the size of an average six yeah. foot man. Yeah. So there's just, like, no way that you're mixing up those two sizes. No. They're not even close. No, like, why would you use a three-foot dummy for the right. stupid tests? Like, and are they, you going to use And they specifically kids? talked about the dummies that they supposedly used, and they were six-foot dummies. You're not making that mistake. No. And that many people aren't making that same no. mistake, you know? Also, just to give a little more detail on the bodies that were found, because there were, like, tons of high-ranking Air Force members who reported either hearing secondhand information or actually seeing the bodies themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, again, literal deathbed confessions in some cases. Mm -hmm. So they were described as being three to four feet tall with big heads, big bug eyes, a slit for a mouth, and little holes for a nose. So, like, the most alien description Mm -hmm. of all time. Like, when you think alien, now that's that's what you think. Yeah, always. But this is kind of the first. Like, this is where we get that little green alien visual. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, my little alien hat. Darrell, our inflatable alien who's sitting here. He's That's that guy. Li- literally. And That's I think him. he's, like, almost three feet tall. He's he's life-size of Roswell. Oh, maybe we should name the little baby aliens, like, Roswell. Roswell and Phoenix. Oh. Darrell and his little alien children, Roswell and Phoenix. That's such a good idea. Amazing. I love it. It is done. I it's love it. The, thus the names. <laughs> So, basically, crash test dummy? I don't fucking think so. Mm-mm. Just, no. No. What a flimsy Mm-mm. excuse. Also, the fact that there were people who were there that day, or, you know, in the following weeks, mm-hmm. like, looking at all of this material that was recovered and looking at the bodies or hearing about the bodies, and there was no explanation given for them for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Like they said, it was a weather balloon. Mm-mm. And they didn't give any explanation into anything else. That's bullshit. It took them 50 years to come up with crash testing. <laughs> come on, guys. Try harder. Do better. So the third problem with Project Mogul is pretty straightforward. According to Kevin D. Randall, who was a retired lieutenant colonel in the U.S. military, said that it was documented that Mogul Flight Number 4, which is the one that supposedly crashed, mm-hmm. did not fly that day as scheduled. So they were testing, you know, these mogul balloons in various places around the country, and mm-hmm. the one that was in the general area of Roswell, like, the flight was canceled. Hmm. But it crashed? That don't add up. I ain't no mathematician, but that shit don't add up. Jesus. Anyway, Project Mogul is, like, the official explanation for, like, this entire event, but most alien lovers, like, don't believe it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they changed their story so many times. Of course no one believes it. No. They even did a few reports in the following years, like that one in 97, and then they did one, I think, in 95 which focused on going over all of the paperwork from the incident Mm -hmm. to determine if the situation had been handled correctly. And they decided, yep, we handled it correctly. We did a great job. No aliens here. All reports of aliens were, quote, an overreaction. Case closed. Case closed. Which, yeah, when you are your own judge and jury, of course you're going to declare yourself innocent and correct. Oh, yeah, always. Like, that's not a jury of your peers. That's a jury of your youth. That's the fucking U.S. for you. literally the u.s they're like no we we double checked we didn't do anything wrong yeah no there's video evidence but no that's wrong exactly like it's so it's so dumb (laughs) um but then supposedly a few years later when people went to look for the roswell records everything from january to october of 47 had been destroyed no one knows how or by whom (gasps) whoever did that i fucking hate you 
uh, I, I think they did it very much on purpose. Yeah, that's why I fucking hate them. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. <laughs> okay, so now onto theory two. Mm-hmm. That was Project Mogul. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a silly theory, maybe. Okay, okay. But maybe not, but I love it either way. Okay, I like silly stuff. Okay, theory number two is that Joseph Stalin of the USSR did this whole stunt to create mass panic in the United States. I love it. Yep. According to Annie Jacobson, who is actually a very respected and award-winning journalist, wrote a book called Area 51, An Uncensored History of America's Top Secret Military Base. Mm -hmm. And in her book, she interviewed an ex-engineer who worked at Area 51, who wanted to stay anonymous, Mm -hmm. obviously. He said that the USSR designed a program headed by Yosef, or Joseph, Mengele, who Mm -hmm. was the Nazi doctor in concentration camps. Okay. So this is, yes, the second week in a row that I'm bringing up old-timey Nazis. Damn. Because you remember in Annalise, Annalise's case, I talked about he was like the Nazi oh, yeah, defense fucking, lawyer for war crimes. Yeah, and fucking Adolf Hitler was in her body. Oh, yeah, and Hitler was in her body. That's true, too. Damn, these fucking Nazis. Just, they just don't go away. No. It's like a bad rash. I was gonna say they're like an STD. <laughs> they just don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Nazis are an STD rash. They just don't go away. I love that motto. I love it. It's not (laughs) bad. Uh, So, allegedly, this program was used to deform Soviet children to look like aliens, who were then put in a little aircraft and sent to America. And the plan was for them to crawl out and pretend to be aliens from Mars and make all of America panic. But instead, they crashed and died. Or... They died during, like, the deforming process. Because you know all the, like, the fucked up shit that they were doing to the people in the concentration camps? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, all the weird experiments mm-hmm. that they were doing? I think that's where a lot of this theory comes from, yeah. is that they took that guy, and he deformed Soviet children to look like aliens to scare Americans. Holy shit. Or that they died during that process, and then were put in an aircraft so that they would, like, you know, be dead aliens on arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, and they thought that this would overwhelm radars and communication systems with, like, supposed UFO sightings all over the country whenever someone saw something a little weird, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, like, fucking psychological warfare, bitch. That's, like, the ultimate prank. The ultimate prank. Damn, Stalin. Stalin got us. Wow. Got him. He had to deform and kill small children. But, but he pranked us. He did it. <laughs> um, so how likely is this? Probably not, but I like it because yeah. if it was true, they fucking failed and it did not work. And it's kind of funny to think about. It's so, Not the children dying, no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. his the whole idea is so, crazy. Who, I want to know who came up with this theory. I mean, this guy says that, like, it's, you know, he knows this for a fact, that he was in Area 51, so he knows that this is what happened, but how wild? Why are there not more details? Um, well, and also, why wouldn't they divulge that secret? Why wouldn't they be like, yo, look what Russia did? Yeah. Okay. Because in that case, there was no wrongdoing on an American part, right? Yeah, and the man's wanted to remain anonymous, so we don't know if, you know, he began to suffer from some sort of psychological right. disorder. no idea who this guy is. Was he a drug addict? But was, like, Did the, he have dementia? The author was, like I said, she was very respected, award-winning journalist, author, so you'd think that if she were interviewing someone for a book she was writing, she would make sure to vet her sources. Okay, but is I Is all I can think. But I will say, I mean, that's... A story that no one's ever fucking heard before that's absolutely insane reporters love, love that shit love it big fucking fan they love that shit so if you're gonna you know if someone comes up and tells you some crazy shit about stalin deforming russian children and shipping them out here 
You're going to run with it. Love that. You don't care about your cred. You're going to run with it because it's going to make you that's famous. That's an excellent story. Yeah. That's true. That's fair. But so, yeah, that's theory number two. I love it. And the final theory, can you guess? Aliens. Aliens. I was going to say, obviously. I don't know. You fool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens, obviously. Definitely the most popular and the most fun theory. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, unlike a lot of other, like, UFO and alien stories, the alien theory for Roswell is kind of the most believable because there's just so much unaccounted for witness testimony mm-hmm. and a lot of information that just doesn't add up otherwise. Mm-hmm. And there are just so many witnesses to things that don't line up. You know yeah. what I mean? That a government cover-up for UFO is, like, kind of low-key the best explanation. Mm-hmm. And that's why this is probably, like, one of the most famous UFO cases in all of U.S. history. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I said, that's where we got the little green aliens yeah. from that are everywhere, that are on my socks and are on my hat that that's I have. Crazy. All the alien shit everywhere kind of comes from Roswell. Like the movie Paul. It, I'm so going to talk about Paul at the end, Emily. Great. I'm so glad you mentioned nice. it. Nice. I fucking love that movie. I, th- the whole time I was doing research for this, I was only thinking about Paul. Because in the movie Paul, that's like a little alien voiced by Seth Rogen... And it has those two British guys from Shaun of the Dead who are super funny. And uh, Kristen Wiig. And it's so fucking funny. He's just this little stoner alien in an RV. And he is the Roswell alien. Mm -hmm. And so he crashed his UFO on a dog by accident. And then... That poor dog. And then lived very comfortably at the airbase for a while. And he, like, talked to Steven Spielberg. And and he became the face of aliens (laughs) in the world. Three tits, nice. You should have gave tits. her four. Oh, that's, nice. that's just sick. Some pissy jeans. <laughs> Some pissy jeans. Some pissy jeans. <laughs> Guys, if you have not watched Paul, please watch. It's probably one of my favorite movies in the world. It's hilarious. It's, it's so great. fucking funny. Paul smokes weed, you know? like He's just I don't running know, around in cargo shorts and a backpack. He looks like my high school boyfriend. <laughs> just a little short guy running around in just cargo shorts and a backpack. A little belly. What's up, Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. Got you, Garrett. Anyway. Well, if his name is Garrett. He deserves it. Oh. Garrett's a good guy. Never mind. He's he's still a good friend. Never mind. (laughs) He's also in the military, so we do not trust him. Okay, then fuck that guy. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. I'm confused. (laughs) Where the fuck was I? (laughs) Um, We were talking about Paul. Why Mm -hmm. did we start talking about Paul? I don't know. It derailed pretty fast. Oh, just that this is one of the most famous alien cases ever. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said earlier, from start to finish, over 600 witnesses mm-hmm. to the Roswell incident. Wow. And one of the biggest supporters of the alien cover-up theory was Stanton Friedman, a UFO researcher and author. One source said he was also a nuclear physicist, which I feel like is a weird fact to leave out in other sources. Yeah. So Man's I, is smart. Yeah, I'm not sure how reliable that is because I think only one source that I read said that. That's interesting. And I didn't look into it further because I don't care. <laughs> Whatever, the point is he wrote a book. <laughs> the point is it supports my argument. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so he interviewed a lot of people that were directly involved, starting with the rancher who found it, to like to the military, information officers, the airfield commanders, etc. Mm-hmm. And after all of his research, he concluded that it was indeed a cover-up and called it the Cosmic Watergate, which I think oh, is great. love that. Love that. Love Cosmic that. Watergate. I'd put that on a t-shirt. So starting at the beginning with Brazel, the rancher who found the crash on his ranch, Stanton discovered that he had originally said he did think that it was remnants of a UFO. Mm-hmm. 
So Brazel had even said as much in a recorded radio show with local host Frank Joyce. He admitted that he thought the crash was a UFO and that he saw small alien bodies among the wreckage. Wow. However... The audio was never played on air because the governor and other government agencies were putting pressure on them to delete the information. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then people close to Brazel claimed that he had been detained by the military <gasps> for some time after the event, and then shortly after, he came back and recanted all of his statements about aliens, decided to agree with the weather balloon theory, and then got a brand new pickup truck and moved to a new town, abandoning his ranch. Oh, my God. Yeah. Man's just was trying to live on his ranch. He didn't yeah. ask for the crash to happen on and his property. And he actually, um, the same newspaper that reported it originally, I think it was the Roswell Daily Record, they actually put out an article within a couple of days afterwards said that, like, the rancher who found this UFO is sorry he said anything about it. It was, like, the headline. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, obviously, people think he was forced to recant and tell people lies about what he saw, and that there were even stories about, like, other government agents harassing people in town and, quote, ransacking their homes to find more materials from the crash. Oh, my God. Yeah. I do kind of wish someone, like, Tale took a little piece. Time? Yeah. Pro- I, you know someone's got some in a box in their grandpa's yeah, car right? somewhere. Like, you yeah. know, if someone's going to come ransack your house, I don't know, put it up your butt or something. And, no. You know? Don't put memory um, metal up your butt, guys. I was going to say, imagine you become fucking, like, radioactive or something. Do you get superpowers? You just die. I don't know. Um, I am willing to take that chance. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know unless you do it, so. You know, the, this is for the future of the world. This is for science. Stick it up your anus. What happens when I put alien metal up my butt? No, see, and then aliens get mad when we think they all just want to probe us. But here we are talking about shoving Probing their stuff ourselves. up our butt. <laughs> Imagine put, putting the memory metal up your butt and then it, like, inflates. No. <laughs> you have to go to the ER and explain what happened. What is that? Um, so this is actually alien material. Psych ward right away. <laughs> you are in a straitjacket in seconds. <laughs> but then they take the memory metal out of your ass and they're like, wow. They're like, where'd you get this weird tinfoil? <laughs> From a UFO. Okay, buddy. You just take a rest. Okay, buddy. Some guys in white enter the room. <laughs> ah, beans. <laughs> it's fucking one flew over to cuckoo's nest. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're just chuckling. Um, please don't put alien materials up your butt. <laughs> just, just as a disclaimer. It'll get you into the psych ward. Probably. <laughs> um... So, yeah, government made him change his mind and keep quiet. Tale as old as time, Damn. baby. They bribed him with a new truck? I, that's what I think. It would and take me a lot, lot more than a new car. Take me more than a truck, that's for sure. And then there was Jesse Marcel, the guy who was in charge of the site of the crash, mm-hmm. like originally, the intel officer. He retired from the 509th, and Stanton Friedman interviewed him about what really happened at Roswell now that he was retired. Mm-hmm. He was still fully convinced it was not a balloon of any kind. Okay. Whether they said it was a weather balloon or mogul, he said, fuck no. Mm. And he went into great detail explaining the materials that he picked up that day. And like I said before, he said it was very lightweight and you couldn't even feel it in your hands when you were holding it. And despite it being like super thin tinfoil, he could not break or bend it again, even with a sledgehammer. And having the position that he had, like, he knew all about the materials that the Army used Mm -hmm. for aviation and stuff. And he said this was nothing like anything he'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. And he said, quote, it was not anything of this earth that I am quite sure of. 
And he also said that he was ordered to keep it quiet and to just repeat the official explanations that the government gave about what they saw that day. And then one Air Force commander named Hunter Penn admitted to a family member that he was running on a, quote, information blackout mission focusing on little bodies. Little bodies. So, aliens. Yeah. Yep. Or he told this people. to, I think, his daughter, because people just keep telling their kids shit they shouldn't, shouldn't tell them. Stories, you know. Yeah. Passed down generationally. Generation to generation. Yeah. Supposedly, he was even ordered to use physical force or violence, if necessary, to keep information quiet. So that might be where they were getting the information about homes being ransacked mm-hmm. and people being threatened to keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. That's this guy. Oh, my God. He kind of admitted it to people <gasps> that he was in charge of that. So we also have some suspicious activity from Major General Lawrence Craigie. He was a higher up at Wright Air Force Base, which if that sounds familiar, it fucking should. Mm -hmm. So he went to Roswell to see the ship for himself, and his personal pilot testified that after he went and saw what happened at Roswell, he immediately flew directly to D.C. to talk to the president. Oh, shit. Then, not long after that, he was promoted and started Project Sign. Who was the president then? Reagan. Oh, yeah, of course. So he started Project Sign. That's why Wright Air Force Base should sound familiar, because in our Project Blue Book episode, mm-hmm. obviously all the alien shit goes on at like, oh Wright, Air, Wright Patterson Air Force Base. So this was like, Project Sign was the government's first ever like official inquisition into UFOs. And if you want more information on that, the Project Blue Book episode starts with Sign and goes into Blue Book and all the weird government shit that goes on with it. Mm-hmm. It's a fun episode. Oh, yeah. If you want to know, like, the roots of American UFOs, you got Roswell and you got Blue Book. What's better than American UFO history? Literally nothing. nothing. Definitely not U.S. history. (laughs) I like U.S. history. I think it's okay, but it's way more interesting when you add UFOs. Ugh. U.S. history. (laughs) Uh, So, overall, it's just, like, a lot of sussy behavior on behalf of the government. Of course. And, honestly, a lot of their attempts to, like, share information and, like, explain things just open up more questions and, like, snapped our already paper-thin trust that we had in them. Not the memory metal. Not not snapping the memory metal, though. No. So... This is all, like, on top of the bizarre unidentified materials Mm -hmm. and the stories changing and the eyewitness accounts and the little bodies that so many people were talking about that they just kind of swept under the rug as they do. And the military just being, like, generally weird and conspiratorial as as they are. And remember, all but one of Blanchard's staff at Roswell Army Airfield thought that it was an alien ship. Guys who work with Army Aviation Technology every single day mm-hmm. as their specialty and their profession mm-hmm. thought that this was an sp- alien spaceship. Wow. Had no idea what it was. That's crazy. Everything described, nothing had ever been seen like it. Nothing mm-hmm. has been seen like it since. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all very fucking compelling. Fuck that one guy that was trying to be cool and be like, Hell no. It's not aliens. Wasn't big enough. What a flimsy ass response. They're like, there's dead alien bodies over there. Yeah, but the like the crash space isn't big enough. So. It just don't make no sense. And also, if the aliens are only three or four feet tall, of course their spaceship isn't that big, you dingus. They don't need a big fucking spaceship. No. They're not trying to compensate. They're chilling, man. <laughs> Some people are very secure. <laughs> they just need a little ship. <laughs> Going on a trip. In our favorite rocket ship, soaring through the skies. Little we hate aliens. that guy. No, oh, that's good. <laughs> we hate that guy. Um. All right. So that kind of concludes all like the theory information wow. I wanted to put in there. Because, like I said, there was a lot. I really 
cut myself down here. That's crazy. Um, but I just want to end with what Roswell is like today because okay, yeah. Ros- like if I met someone and I was like, yo, where are you from? And they said Roswell, New Mexico, I would grab them by the shoulders and be like, tell me more. Yeah. Um, people live in Roswell, like not really much happened. Okay. So it's still a booming metropolis of like 48,000 people. Oh, wow. And aliens are their thing. Of course. Like they even have a McDonald's that's a UFO. I love that. Yep. They have museums, shops, campgrounds, hotels, everything UFO and alien themed. Every store has an alien in the window. Like, little alien tourist trap. But whole thing just makes me think of the movie Paul. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, is that where they were at that one point? Were they that's, in That's where they were going. Yeah. Oh the, the whole trip was like, the, you know, they picked up the alien and then they were yeah. on their RV. I fucking love those guys. Outrunning the government. The government. And the fucking... It's fucking Bill Hader and... Uh, the other uh, Joel Trugio. Yeah. Oh my god, he plays the fucking dumbass. Yeah. I love him. They're so fucking funny. And then they're trying to get back to Roswell where he crashed his ship. So. Yeah. Because I'm feeling movie. alieny. I'm gonna bring my little aliens with me. <laughs> Darrell and his children, Phoenix and Roswell. I was gonna say Phoenix and Roswell. All right. So I I did that in a lot less time than I thought I would. I'm really proud of you. This you was just... 11 pages, man. I can't. Be- I don't believe it. I started <laughs> through that. I was. I did a great job. Not going yeah. on side tangents. Good job, me. That was really good. That was a lot of information. I feel like I don't see know. this is what ADHD does. It's either a million side tangents or it is hyperfixation, which you were definitely doing. Yes, <laughs> man. I was like, oh, it's gonna be so easy to do the research. I, you mm-hmm. know, I already know most of the stuff, but mm-hmm. I got so into it. it. Took me days. Yeah, it's you like, like this. Oh, love it. I love aliens, bitch. What a good episode. We did great. High five. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, aliens. Aliens, Real. guys. Yeah. Like I said before, statistically, aliens are out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Have aliens come to Earth? I like to think so. Me too. But who knows? Um, You guys, let us know if you have any other theories, if we missed anything, if there's anything else you want to add, do you have any questions, comments, concerns, let us know. Or if you've ever seen a UFO. If you've ever seen a UFO, please fucking tell us. If you've been listening to our podcast and have not yet told us, I'm taking that personally. Well, I do want to tell you, and I just, when I was doing research the other day, it just reminded me of this, because it happened such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it happened when my grandpa was alive, and that was <gasps> before 2008. So, we were, I don't even remember, me, my sister, my grandma, and my grandpa were going down the shore, and we were, I, th- I guess it was just us for a little while, and then we were coming back from the shore, and it was dark out, um, and me and my sister are sitting in the back seat, and whatever, and I swear to God... And I was really young, so it's not like I really had a concept of being like, that's a fucking alien. Right, just, oh, but, what's that? Yeah, and I, and I can't remember it enough to explain what it looked like, but I do remember questioning it okay. and being like, I mean, the light source seems too big to be an airplane. Like, what is that? Right. Like, it's not blinking like, you know, helicopters or planes do. Yeah. I don't know, it was really fucked up, and I don't remember it vividly enough to be like, aliens. But, okay. Yeah. Um, my only two kind of UFO stories, once my mom and I were driving back from Boston, and we were driving, it was nighttime, mm-hmm. so we were driving at night, and all of a sudden, this giant, like, whitish blue light came from behind us, and went across the sky, like, directly in front of us, and it was massive, wow. and it crossed the whole sky in, like, two seconds. And wow. we both screamed and, like, pulled over and were, like, looking around. And it was probably just, like, a weird meteor or something. Yeah, I was going to say, like, a comet or something. Yeah, but it was, like, blue. 
Well, I think sometimes it when, like it, when it's blue. entering the atmosphere, I think the, the heat makes it turn blue. Yeah, it could be. I think. But it, like, wasn't even distant. It was, mm-hmm. like, the way it went across the whole sky, mm-hmm. I don't... It was made it seem like it was going horizontally, mm-hmm. not like it was just shooting down. Yeah. I don't know. It was really bizarre. Yeah, that and is I'm, weird. I'm sure it wasn't a UFO, but it was something fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. And we both freaked out. Even if it was, like, a meteor or a comet, like, it that's crazy. It was still crazy. crazy to see, yeah. yeah. It scared the shit out of us. Wow. Because, like I said, it came from behind us. Um, and then the other one was, my mom said that when she was a little kid, her brothers, she has seven brothers, oh and they're God. all, like, a lot older than her. Wow. And so a bunch of her brothers were, like, driving around, like, the back roads in, like, the fucking 70s, <laughs> and they had their, like, little convertible, and they were, like, driving around the back roads, and they said mm-hmm. that um, a set of lights followed them, like, hovered over them and followed them uh, the whole time. But also, here's the thing, they were definitely on drugs. <laughs> they, I mean, it was the 70s. All they did was do drugs. They were in the woods. I Shout mean... out to my uncles who, yeah, right. They were rednecks in the woods in the 70s. They had nothing else to do but drugs. I mean, to be fair, my mom and her brothers, they grew up in, not in the redneck forests, but... Mm-hmm. It was the 70s. They were in the woods. They found woods. Yep. And they smoked. <laughs> <laughs> they found woods. Um, usually it was behind, right behind the high school. Yeah. My, my uncles would go out there because it was a big space of woods and they'd just skip class and go drink and smoke, but... Oh, I could never skip class. I was too anxious for that. Oh, they didn't give a fuck. But <laughs> they just barely passed high school. But, you know, that's that was the 70s. That's the 70s, man. That's 70s, baby. Priorities. Hell yeah. <laughs> the weed that they smoked back then, then they're like, well, I'm such a pothead, man. If those guys smoked the weed we have today, they'd die. Oh, my uncles, man. It would Wait be till like, you meet them. It would be like giving a pilgrim a Sour Patch kid. They would just die. Wait till you meet my uncles, man. They smoke it up. They, uh, It's like they're in college still. That's hilarious. And drink. That's it's hilarious. Bad. Your uncles sound dope. They're fucking dope. They can hang. Yeah, I know. And they're, like, in their 50s, but they act like they're fucking 20 years old. Do they have brain cells left? Well, I mean, when my uncle, when my own, when my one uncle gets really drunk, he loves to talk about space, and he will not let you talk. He'll just go on and on and on about fucking space. I'm he's cool so with smart. It. I'm cool with it. I have a student like that, but it's not when he's drunk, he's just five. <laughs> he's just five. Yeah. So he sounds like my uncle. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. He knows a lot of cool shit, though. My he, t- he tells me space stuff all the time. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. He's like, yeah, yeah do you want to hear more? And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I Go mean, off, it's the bro. same with my uncle. And you can't get a word in anyway because he's so fucking drunk. He just keeps ranting about space. But Love it's it. like, fine, you know, I'll sit there and listen. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that, it could be a much worse conversation. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Space, the final frontier, sign me up, bitch. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that concludes our episode this week, guys. Remember, you can follow us, DM us, tell us your stories, your questions, your comments on Twitter and Instagram, both at UCF Podcast. And you can email us at ucf.pod at gmail. And in the meantime, stay spooky, my friends.